Hey everyone, it's Robert Poole again with the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what mediocre and poor salespeople do and why the top people in sales have a whole different strategy which makes them superstars. Let's get started. Do you have a small business that sells to other businesses? If so, you probably know that there are plenty of resources for companies that market to consumers or companies that sell to large and Fortune 500 type companies. But what about the small businesses in the middle who sell to other companies? Where do we go to get answers? How do we grow our company consistently while still keeping our sanity? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who are willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe, and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having an awesome day today. In the last episode, we talked about how important it is to shift our prospect's identity if we want them to buy from us and how to do it. Today, I want to kind of continue that thought. You know, as you know, there are millions of salespeople out there in our society, and the tragedy is most of them will never make anything more than mediocre incomes or worse. And worse than their personal lack of income because they fail at sales is that they give others in our society the stereotype of a salesperson as being, you know, pushy, unethical, sleazy, all those terms. And the reason some, quote, salespeople unquote, uh, act like this is because their sales skills are so poor that they're desperate to do anything to make a sale. On the other hand, have you ever met a salesperson who sold you something, you know, big or small ticket, you know, and you walked away feeling great about your purchase, you felt like you knew the salesperson forever, or now they're almost in that friend category? I think most of us have at one time or another. But what about the opposite? Have you ever dealt with a salesperson like, you know, let's say the stereotypical used car salesman type, you know, you might have walked away without buying and literally feeling dirty or, or even angry with the whole experience and vowing never to buy from that place again. You know, you definitely didn't make a connection with a salesperson and don't ever want to talk to them again, quite frankly. Now, I think that's also happened to most of us. So what's the difference between the good experience and the bad experience? You know, usually it comes down to the skills of the salesperson. You know, it's kind of funny when you think about it, but, you know, the same sales skills that make a great salesperson who makes a lot of sales are also the same skills that leave you satisfied and happy you bought from them. You know, you would think that if somebody was really good at sales and you bought something from them, you'd feel like you got taken advantage of, you know, like you got manipulated into doing something you didn't want to do. You know, if you listen to what society has to say about salespeople, but it's actually the opposite. The better sales skills of a salesperson, the better experience you'll have as a buyer. So the question is, what's the main difference between a poor salesperson and a superstar? It's the skill set. It's not personality. It's not being aggressive or pigheaded. It's not about pestering people. It's about skill. And that skill set combines several things to make someone a great salesperson. You know, have you ever heard the old, uh, you know, thing, well, that sales or that person is a natural born salesperson or whatever. You know, maybe you even said that yourself. You know, there's some debate about that whole concept, even in professional sales circles. There are a lot of people who will tell you that you just have to find people with a quote, you know, sales personality. What they generally mean is that someone who's outgoing, jovial, you know, et cetera. In our society, most people describe good salespeople as those who have an outgoing personality who are, quote, you know, BSers or whatever. You know, I was once at a seminar and I think it was Tony Robbins talking about how great salespeople were found and not trained. And, you know, I know what he was meaning from an employer standpoint. He wasn't saying that sales skills can't be taught or you can't become a sales superstar. He was just saying, you know, it's nice as an employer if you can find somebody who already has learned the the sales skills uh, and is good at it. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people said to themselves at, you know, at that seminar, yeah, Tony's right, you know, no point in training a salesperson. They're either naturally born sales personality or they don't. 
And I don't think that's what, you know, Tony meant, given the thousands of people he's worked with and the, you know, the great salesman he is himself. So uh, this is actually pretty good news for all you introverts out there. I'm actually an introvert, so I have to consciously turn on my sales skills. You know, it's gotten easier over the years, but I still have to keep working on my skills. So if you're starting out in sales or don't consider yourself a strong salesperson, don't let anybody tell you that you can't be outstanding, an outstanding salesperson or just a good one with a little conscious effort and work. You know, none of us got on a bike for the first time as a kid with no training and magically started speeding around the block. Most of us had, you know, to get help from, you know, someone, a parent or whoever, practice balancing and all that kind of stuff. You know, as humans, we all come into this world not knowing how to do anything, but we accomplish learning an, an amazing amount of skills in our lifetime. And sales is no different. It's simply a skill that has to be learned. You know, I can hear some of you saying, well, you know, I don't buy that. Bob over there is an outgoing, jovial person who likes to talk to people. He's always going to be better than an introvert. Well, you know, let me put it this way. Bob may be a great BSer and people may like him and even buy stuff from him because they like him. But an introvert who has learned some of the basic sales skills, you know, can really blow Bob out of the water over time. So I talked about the concept of sales skills being something you learn, but not something you're born with. But so what are those sales skills? You know, as you know, there are thousands of books on selling and you know, some very good ones. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of bad ones, too, at least in my experience. I've had the privilege of owning a B2B sales and marketing company for 20 years, and I've hired a lot of salespeople in that time. If you were to ask me what's the difference between successful superstars and everyone else, I think it comes down to a few things that they all seem to have in common. And I really came up with sort of the, the top five, I think, that uh, I've seen over the years. Number one, you know, they're focused on the more, most important task, which is prospecting. You know, in our business, you know, that's on the phone, but it could be in person or these days video, whatever. Number two, they're focused on the customer and not themselves. You know, if you're not focused on the customer, you're in the wrong business. You know, and they're also great storytellers. You know, number four, they're intentional with their language and how they communicate with prospects. And number five, you know, they believe they're helping people and have no hesitation in asking for someone to move forward and buy if it's the best thing for the prospect. So let's talk about these in a little bit more detail. Focusing on prospecting. You know, if you go into any sales department of any sizable company uh, that has a sales department, you know, if you walked around the cubicles, you could probably point out who the top salespeople are. Not because of, you know, they have a nice desk of, you know, but because of what they're doing. You know, they're on the phone talking to a prospect. They aren't looking at their computer screen, shuffling paper, BSing with the person next to them, looking at their phone, you know, pretty much anything else but being on the phone. These top salespeople know if they want to make a lot of money, they need to spend as much time as humanly possible talking and communicating with prospects. Then everything else is a total waste of time and actually costs them money. If they need to do paperwork uh, or train themselves, they, they're doing it after hours, not during the time when prospects are available. And for that matter, you can probably pick out the poor and mediocre salespeople by looking for people who are doing the exact opposite. You know, they're doing data, uh, data entry, shuffling paperwork, chatting it up with whoever happens to be around, you know, hanging out the water cooler, doing, quote, prospect research, you know, or whatever. You know, basically doing anything but getting on the phone with a prospect. You know, there was a movie, I, I think it was, you know, sometime in the maybe mid-2000s, uh, somewhere around there, but I, I could be off. But, uh, you know, it was called Boiler Room, and it's, it was about a sleazy stockbroker firm that had a big bullpen of salespeople cold calling. I think uh, Vin Diesel and Ben Affleck were some of the main characters. And now obviously, this story was about some people doing, you know, scamming their customers. And, you know, uh, so they're not actually salespeople, in my opinion, but more con artists. 
anyway, it was a great example of how top salespeople focus on only talking to prospects. Basically, the main brokers had one or two young guys, uh, like intern types, who were making cold calls for them. And whenever the young rookie would get a prospect on the line, he yells, uh, I think it was like Reco or something. And one of the top salespeople would get on the phone with a prospect. Top salespeople just sat there talking to prospects, call after call after call. They didn't do anything else. They knew that everything else, including cold calling, was an activity that someone else could do and should do so they can focus on just selling and talking to prospects. So whether you do cold calling yourself or have someone else do it for you, an employee, uh, you know, or a third-party company, the point is to try to spend the maximum amount of time talking directly with prospects, whether that's over the phone, video, in person, whatever. You know, everything else is costing you money, not making you money. So number two, so besides focusing on prospecting, what else do top salespeople do that mediocre ones don't? They're focused on the prospect's needs, problems, and wants. Have you ever dealt with a salesperson and you can literally see it in their eyes that they don't really care what you think, they're barely even listening to you, and they're just focused on trying to get you to buy? That's an example of what you don't want the prospect to see. You know, the human brain is very adept at picking up what another person is thinking just based upon, you know, things like looking at someone's eyes. It's really pretty amazing. You know, in, in the last year with this whole COVID thing uh, and everybody wearing masks, I think people have gotten even better at seeing what someone is thinking strictly by looking at their eyes. You know, we can all tell, you know, if someone is smiling or upset, uh, you know, even though they have the mask on, all we see is the eyes. The eyes, they say, is, you know, the gateway to the soul or at least, you know, what the other person is thinking. So if you're thinking about how much money you're going to make on the sale or, boy, now I can pay my mortgage or how you're going to be the salesperson of the month, you know, most people can see that a mile away. And the opposite is true as well. If they can see in your eyes a genuine concern and honesty that you're trying to help them, they're going to trust you and buy from you. You know, of course, this has to be genuine. So you may have to rethink about how you feel about your solution and your customers. But top salespeople are in love with their customers, not the money they're getting from selling. So we've got, you know, focus primarily on prospecting, focusing on the prospects and needs and wants. Well, what else? Well, I think there's a, a universal attribute that I've never seen a successful salesperson not have. And that's the ability to tell stories that the prospect can relate to. And those stories help shift their identity to start seeing themselves as someone who could buy your solution. You know, as humans, our brains think primarily in pictures. And, you know, all a story really is, is organizing those pictures into something that makes a point or makes sense. Stories hit your emotion and help you to see a concept or goal that without just listing out the mechanics. So if you're talking to a prospect and just listing features and benefits, it's a completely academic exercise on your part. I mean, a story is still being used, but the difference is the prospect is creating a story in their own head, usually imagining themselves either using your product or past experience they've had with similar products, etc. I mean, that's the last thing you want as a salesperson. What you want and what top salespeople do is create that story for the prospect in their head and tailoring it so they can identify with the character in the story. And then the prospect can see themselves having the same success as the person who used the product. You know, at that point, selling becomes easy because all you have to do is give them logic to justify it and some urgency to get them to pull the trigger. Telling stories is a really big subject, and I'll probably go into that on another episode, but you get the idea of the importance. So again, we've got focus on prospecting, focusing on the customer's wants and needs, and storytelling. In my uh, observations, there are really two more attributes that make top salespeople stand out from everybody else. The first one is that they intentionally use certain words, phrases, and physiology when they're communicating to prospects. Some top salespeople will go to the extent of writing out scripts, objection handlers, et cetera, and memorizing certain phrases that are intentionally designed to elicit a reaction from the prospect that leads them down to the eventual sale. 
words do matter. If you look at any inspirational leader, you know, it's the words they use and how they say them. What's the difference between Martin Luther King and someone who believed almost exactly the same thing and tried to explain those beliefs but never became famous? Well, it's the words, the phrases, and how they're said. That's it. The same concept, the same beliefs being taught, just different words and emotional presentation. As I mentioned a few episodes back, you know, everyone uses scripts when they're talking about the same subject, whether they realize it or not. Even top salespeople who don't, you know, physically write down their scripts have experimented with different words and phrases, and they know what works. They say the same thing over and over and over again. You know, if you listen to a mediocre salesperson on the phone with 10 different prospects, they'll usually say something different each time they talk to a prospect, and it's usually not with a good outcome. However, if you listen to a top producer sell 10 different prospects, you'll hear the same words and the same phrases over and over and over again. And those words and phrases come from either intentionally scripting or intentionally testing with experience, kind of mental scripting, if you will, without paper. So I think the fifth and last thing I've noticed, uh, you know, as far as importance with top salespeople is that uh, they have this belief uh, that they're helping other people and they really have no hesitation in asking someone to move forward and buy if it's the right thing for the prospect. And this goes back to putting the prospect's needs and wants first. You know, if they believe that they're helping a prospect and believe their product or service is going to solve a problem for the prospect, it's easy to have the courage to ask for the order, so to speak. You know, one of the biggest problems, you know, uh, salespeople have in general is not asking for the order. I mean, even if they do, sometimes it's kind of a lame, well, you wouldn't want to buy any, would you? You know, completely unconfident, which of course the prospect picks up and gets nervous. On the other hand, top salespeople believe they're helping the prospect, so they have total confidence in asking for the sale. And it's easy to do. It's not a scary thing to close like someone it is for those, you know, with a low skill level. And when it comes down to it, you know, none of the sales techniques people use are worth anything unless they can get the prospect over the final hump and say yes. So again, you know, those are the, some of the top five things I've seen in uh, great salespeople. They focus on time prospecting because everything else costs you money. They focus on the customer and not what you're going to get out of the sale. They're great storytellers. They're, they're intentional with their language. They script out words and phrases to use and how to say them. And then they spend time building their belief system and realize that they're helping people and they have no hesitation in asking someone to move forward and buy if it's the best thing for the prospect. I'm sure there are a lot more attributes they all have in common, but those kind of stick out in my mind. You know, if you want to be a top salesperson and want to teach your salespeople to be great, I'd suggest you think about these things and always be observing sales process and what works in real life and what doesn't. And as always, you know, remember that you're doing a disservice to your prospect by not having good sales skills, you know, which can be learned. They deserve to walk away from selling feeling good. And you deserve the compensation that comes from helping them from a place of genuine concern and caring. So that's all I have today. I hope you have an outstanding day and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show in your favorite podcast platform and give me your honest feedback. Also, I put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years owning a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. 